Welcome to the May the Smoke Be With You podcast. And now here's your host, Joe Levitt. Hello and welcome to this episode of the May the Smoke Be With You podcast. Uh, we are once again live from the Jack Daniels World Championship Invitational Barbecue uh, here in Lynchburg, Tennessee. And we are uh, I mean, we're excited because everywhere we turn, there is, there is somebody else who is who's who in barbecue, barbecue royalty. And in this case, our next guest is both. They are a who's who and they are barbecue royalty for sure. Uh, our guest uh, won the very first season of Master of Q on Food Network uh, as a <laughs> inductee into the Barbecue Hall of Fame in 2022. Uh, and is also a co-host of Barbecue Nation podcast as well. Yes. Yeah. Please welcome in Leanne Whippin. Hey, well, Leanne, how are you? Thank you for the nice intro. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Well, I mean, you know, when it's it's easy when there's nice things to say. <laughs> yeah, right. You know, like the last guest, it was hard. Uh, yeah. Well, uh, Brad, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's And I hard. think he was late. Yeah. Yeah, it, yeah. W- it was Brad fine. was late. Go figure. <laughs> Uh, it was it was all Brad good. is all, also deaf because he can't even hear me talking about him. <laughs> Love you too, Brad. <laughs> uh, we're here at the Jack, and the Jack is uh, it's really just kind of this is I feel like a little bit there's a little bit of energy right now, but I feel like this is still kind of calm before the storm. Yeah, Tomorrow's when it's it going to go crazy. Tomorrow, yeah. There's going to be people everywhere. Right now, I'm able to talk with some some important people who tomorrow are going to be way too busy uh, and just with their their own their own duties doing things. But uh, thanks for taking the time. Of course, um, Leanne, I'd I'd love to just kind of hear a little bit about. Your history, where you kind of fell in love with barbecue. Well, my dad, of course, Jim Trim Tab, and uh, he came to the Jack ever since it started. Okay. You know, he was a table captain for many years, and uh, so he's a Kansas City boy and born and raised on my grandmother's hog farm, and we got into barbecue long time ago, almost 30 years now. And uh, yeah, we started competing uh, and won our first grand champion in Atlanta, and that was in 96. And okay. then uh, we went to the Royal, and we won first place in pork, and that was it. I knew I was hooked. So, um, and then I got into the restaurant world, and, you know, this, I continued competing on the side and had three restaurants in Chesapeake, Virginia, two in Chicago, and then my latest one was down in Florida, and then I got out during COVID. So now I'm a brand ambassador for Pit Boss Grills okay. and co-host Barbecue Nation, and then come to wonderful events like this. Do you uh, do you miss being in the restaurant business? I miss competing more. I haven't competed but once last year. Um, the restaurant business in the beginning, yeah, I will say I had the itch and I actually looked at some other places. And then I said, no, remember what I said the last time, you know, when I was getting ready to open. Don't you ever do this again. And so I've held true to my word so far. <laughs> yeah. We'll see how it goes. It's just tough to make a living now in the restaurant biz. So. You say you miss competing. What's, what's kind of keeping you from, from getting back and, and maybe getting serious on, on the competition side? Um, it's a lot of investment. Mm -hmm. It's a lot of time. I moved to Florida to be closer to my daughter, my granddaughter, and I have a grandson on the way, and my mom's in Naples, and she's not getting any younger. So it's it's basically for family reasons, and um, that's more important to me. 
but you get to go to events like this, kind of keep your finger on the pulse of, of kind of what's happening. Yeah, uh, and I think it's important to do that, and I did that when I was competing because it's, you know, it always is changing. You know, I like to see presentation boxes, see what the taste profiles are. Um, and what's happening. And so I, I think it's good to do both when you're competing. So your dad was a competition barbecue guy. So, I mean, you were, you were raised in this. Um, you probably don't have much food memory outside. Of, I mean, there's... Oh, yes, I do. I remember him on his Weber kettle, and he would do ribs in the backyard, and the neighbors would just flock over. Okay. And uh, then he came up with his pig powder rub, which, you know, he touted everywhere and now my sister and I uh, are taking care of that and pigpatter.com <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I actually did use it on the circuit I do attribute it to helping okay. me win mm -hmm. all right so uh, so the the life kind of growing up here just competitions were just part of what you guys did as a family like it was kind of like vacations well it started off that or? way but he was a pilot so you know he was traveling a lot um, in the beginning, we started off, um, I don't know if a lot of people know this, but we had a, a different name, uh, Team Boris, which actually was my dad's name for the team um, when we won out at the Royal. And, and that stayed for about <laughs> two comps. And then I started Wood Chicks Barbecue with my two daughters. And uh, it was hard for him to get away, but he would, he would show up at, you know, here and there, and he'd be my taster, and he'd say, you know, things are great. Funny story is I was up in Bel Air, Maryland, and he took a bite out of my chicken, and he spit it on the ground. He goes, that's the worst chicken you've ever made, and I won first place. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe him as a so taster wasn't... So he wasn't a very good taster. <laughs> no, but he, he was very helpful and very supportive, and uh, he's the reason why I'm here today. And my mom, too. <laughs> well, it did take two of them. It, 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 it did. did. Uh, so... <laughs> You, you, you mentioned he, he tasted it. He said it was horrible. You won first. You know, what's different today uh, than, you know, in competition compared to when? Oh, it, it, it's definitely changed. And I remember him saying why he spit it out. He goes, that's it's too sweet. It's too sweet. He didn't like that sweetness. And that is the taste profile. Um, it is a sweet sauce and it, it tends to favor um, a particular brand <laughs> um, and uh, you know it, it's almost I, I, I hate to put it this way but kind of cookie cutter as far as um, you know turning in of thighs I am seeing a change in that uh, you're getting more drummies now and I'm a big believer in having to turn in white and dark meat and that's what I love about the jack that's what they have here so and the chicken box here yeah you have to turn in light meat Okay. So that's a huge difference. And, yeah. it, it, you know, for these guys who are Casey Bass, you know, it, 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 they're used to dark meat. So they have to be able to turn in the white meat, too. So it's kind of funny. You'll see the boxes come in with predominantly thighs, and they'll, they'll like, throw in a, a chicken, you know, flat from a wing and think, okay, I got you covered. But sometimes that can be your demise because not everybody gets to taste it. So you don't know how people are going to judge. Okay. And you're a judge tomorrow. I right? am a judge tomorrow, yes. Uh, is do you feel pressure as a judge? Well, there's always pressure as a judge because you want to, you know, do the right thing, and it's a lot of food to eat. Yeah. <laughs> so you have to pace yourself. Um, I I love the dessert category. That's no secret. And here it's the the best in the world. So, and I I love tasting uh, the international flavors in the desserts because I can definitely tell a difference. And um, it, it's amazing how the international teams have improved over the years 
Um, I can see it that they're getting more in tune with what the judges are looking for, and they're becoming much more competitive. I interviewed a bunch of them last night at Byron's uh, Ranch, mm-hmm. and they have some absolutely incredible stories um, just from, you know, the the wood that they use and the trees that are indigenous to their part of the world and what they have to cook with and the different elevations, you know, like Austria or whatever. And so they've dealt with a lot of elements that aren't really here. So it makes a difference in their competition, but they, it come, somewhat gives them an edge, I mm. think, because of some of the things that they were telling me. Yeah, we were speaking earlier to uh, Smoke and Steve from Australia, uh, who was talking about the woods that mm-hmm. they use in Australia, mm-hmm. and none of them are pecan, yeah, oak, hickory. I know. Uh, just and you don't think about that. Right. You just think everybody's going to use post oak to smoke brisket. And right. That's, and that's then I was talking case. to another guy, and he said, you know, I was doing, co- you know, conversions on, on recipes, you know, from cups, you know, to metric mm-hmm. or whatever. And he said, I couldn't figure out my, why my recipes were not coming out the way I wanted them to. And he's fi- he like, finally, I just went out and I bought some cups and measuring spoons. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes, that I was fine. That I was fine. <laughs> so tomorrow, like, how many boxes will you taste uh, well, there'll be uh, six judges at each table, and then we will have, um, so we'll have those, there'll be uh, six from each category, so we'll be chicken ribs, you know, the pork, uh, brisket, this starts off with sauce, and then we get into dessert. Okay, so that's a lot. It's a lot of food. Yeah. And you, you figure, oh, I can't eat anymore, and you know, and then dessert comes, and you're like, game on, you can still do it. <laughs> and this, this competition is different because... Everybody here is good. They are. They are. And, you know, it's it's a shame that they can't take everybody here because there is a lottery system. Mm-hmm. You know, that's why they call right. it the draw. So, you know, you'll have three grand champions from a state and only one person will get the draw. Right. So um, that's the only sad part about it. Yeah. But I do like the intimacy here. And it's 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 just a great venue. And everyone's so nice. Talk a little bit about your experience with, with Food Network, with the, the, the Master of Q show, and just kind of what that experience was like from, how did, how did you find out you are going to be on the show uh, first? Let's start there. Well, they reached out to me, and of course, you have to do a Skype with them, and I've done quite a few TV shows, and it's pretty much the same with all of them. And they just want to make sure that you're the right personality, you know, the hearts in it, that, <laughs> that you can be fit in the schedule. Yeah. Um, and, you know, because some of these sh- shows take a long time. Um, you know, it was, I forget, 10 days, two weeks I was gone. Mm-hmm. And you aren't allowed to be on your phones or anything. So that makes it difficult. Uh, it's a lot of pressure. And, you don't, even though it's an hour-long show, you don't realize how many hours go into it because it's one edited show. out. So you're going from early, early in the morning and, and they're doing B-roll, which means, you know, those are filler things. And you usually have a dedicated cameraman with you or woman and uh, all the way up until late at night. And it was cold there at night, too. Uh, Where did you guys film? Down in Texas. Okay. Yeah. So, um, and then you, of course, have the pressure of the competition itself. And on the first season, you know, you were fighting in the cooler to, you know, get the meat that you wanted, and they had limited quantities of each meat, so it was almost like a, a you know, who was the strongest was going to win. Uh, so or the fastest. Right, yeah. right. So there's a lot of pressure, and you don't realize how exhausted you are till you go, go home, and it's crazy, yeah. 
But it's, of course, uh, very rewarding when you win because, you know, that's something a tool you can utilize. Like, it was very helpful in promoting my restaurants and, you know, everything I do. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, no regrets. Um, the only regret I have is going on Chopped. <laughs> uh, that was a tough one, and it is true. When you open the basket, that's it. They don't tell you anything ahead of time. And they shot that up at a, a it was an animal farm in New York, the grilled one that I did. And uh, one of the items that I had, I didn't even know what it was. Uh, so that, uh, coupled with pneumonia, I had at the time oh, wow. and didn't know it. And they weren't even going to let me go on the show because my fever was too high. And they said they had a backup person, but that never happened. And I made it through the show, but unsuccessfully. But it was a good experience nonetheless. <laughs> so, so you win, win the show. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, a lot of times there's, you know... Uh, People will say there's there was that moment when everything just kind of kind of took off. For you, things were already kind of happening. This wasn't that kind of breakthrough moment. Or do you look back at it and say that was a turning point, and I can attribute this this amount of success almost to to that experience? Uh, I would have to say that Pitmasters was a, a turning point as okay. far as television. I really do think it was instrumental in bringing a lot of people. Um, the knowledge of what we go through in competition. And I have people all the time tell me that I would not be here competing if it weren't for that show. Mm -hmm. So it was very influential. And I think it really, um, you know, helped barbecue competitions get to the level that it is today. Uh, So that, that was a big one. And I mean, you're, you're in a unique position, I think, because you, you've had a ton of success on, on TV in the real competition world. And you're, you're a female. Right. Um, and that's a, that's a tough thing in itself. I yeah. mean, in the beginning, my dad, really, he protected me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, because it was Team Boris or whatever. Like, yeah, yeah, but that was just a couple you know, times. But when I was on my own um, and he would come, you know, these contests, you know, he, he really was very protective of me. And I, I think that was helpful in helping me break through a little bit and... Um, not make me so scared (laughs) yeah for sure but i remember getting out of my trailer at the royal one year and i had on boots they were high heeled boots and they're like here she comes in her high heels i was like oh come on guys you know this is blind judging it's not about the heels (laughs) right yeah now have what what role is being a mentor to other female cooks played kind of in your career it's huge and it is uh i feel like i've been a mentor to children as well that are, have broken into it my dad did one of the first kids cook-offs in his uh try in north carolina the blue ridge barbecue festival which is a very huge contest mm-hmm. for many years um also uh, a lot of women you know they have their kids with them too the families and I've, I feel like I've kind of helped a, a little bit with that. But as far as women, definitely, I think it, it just shows that women can do this too. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it's, I think it, there's more women in it because of, you know, what me and Melissa and Diva and everybody do. Yeah. And, and, and that's, there's kind of, yeah, you and Melissa, I think are, are you know, uh, so, so prominent out front. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think the TV thing obviously helps. Sure. Makes it, uh, when you're coming into somebody's living room and they're seeing somebody, a female, and they're like, I want to do that, um, it's got to it's be rewarding. And I'm sure around here today, there's people that are stopping you and saying, I'm Yeah, here it's like of a you. reunion here, though. Yeah. You know, uh, it's, it's really cool. Um, you know, D- Dr. Barbecue and I drove, to, drove here 11 hours, and uh, 
it was worth every hour, even though I was driving with him. But where is he? Is he listening to me? But <laughs> um, even eleven and, hours. And, in and the we car were up on him. the square, and somebody pointed to him and said, "Oh, there's the guy that does barbecue." And I thought, "Well, that's, that's yeah, we're at everybody. the jack." <laughs> You are really perceptive person. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, so talk to me about kind of current projects. You are, uh, you're an ambassador with Pit Boss. So, so tell me about that. Yeah. So brand ambassadorship uh, for Pit Boss. I do special events. I was just at the Ace Hardware Show in Orlando, and I help with recipe development, social media. Um, so it's it's a very nice relationship. I never thought that I would be promoting pellet cookers, but I really feel like they have their place today in the world. Um, I get slammed too, you know, like wh- wh- why that. aren't you cooking on your yeah. eggs anymore? Da, da, da. And I still do. Um, you know, they Pit Boss puts out a wonderful ceramic cooker that's like a green egg in essence. And but I still, you know, I'll cook on my jambo. You know, it depends on what I'm in the mood to do, where I'm at. Uh, but I feel like it's, it's, I never thought that I would be a brand ambassador. I turned down many times, but I'm glad that I did. And, um, yeah. So as I said, my sister and I pig powder, uh, my dad's dry rub, which, uh, won best rub on the planet, which is a big award amongst other things. Yeah. And, um, yeah, out of the restaurants and doing, you know, the barbecue nation co-host, which I adore Jeff Tracy. And we just, I just got back from Portland where we shot, uh, seven uh, food segments, um, and it's called Grilling on the Green, the show, and so it's going to be a TV show, which is a lifestyle show with uh, golf as the backdrop, so we'll oh, have great. golfers on there, etc. and that was a lot of fun. Where will that air? Um, well, right now it's going to be streamed, as far as we know, okay. um, you know, on all the Roku, yep. you know, yeah. Apple, I guess, and all those. Uh, we don't have the date yet because it's going to go through editing, and we might have to get one more show in order to complete it. But we got the bulk of it done, and that was a great experience. Yeah. Are you a golfer, too? I am. I, I, not a lot because I didn't have a lot of time, but I, I was actually grew up on a golf course, so I do enjoy, enjoy the sport when I can do it. And my daughter and son-in-law are heavily into golf, so it's it's kind of – it works. That's yeah. great. I mean, the the – the sad thing is they're both great, great hobbies. They are. They're both great hobbies that you can do kind of well into, you know, 50s, 60s, 70s. You can, you sure. can play both, but they both take a lot of time. Yeah, you they know? do. That's true. <laughs> Low and slow and golf. Yeah, <laughs> which is also, it's a, you know, a five hour, you know, four or five hour uh, Saturday yes, or, or that it kind is. of thing. It is. Uh, but it, it's, they're, they're a ton of fun. Um, and then, uh, so the, the, the podcast is available everywhere. Uh, yes. So every week it comes out um, on all of our platforms on Saturdays. And it's every Saturday. And we get really great guests on there. And um, usually we try to get the winner of the Jack like we did last year. And uh, so we'll do hopefully the same thing this year. Great. And, uh, yeah, it's important to get all the current info out there. Yeah. It's, it's, it's always changing. There's always kind of something happening um there's kind of these movements i i think you know going back to to pellet grills and you kind of getting grief for that Uh i think there is it is i find almost humorous sometimes the the lines the battle lines that people will draw over what type of smoker yeah it's not like i'm yeah it's just it's everybody's different and there's products made for certain people and pellets are for those people who don't really want to learn how to manage a fire they want the smokiness in their food and they want to turn a dial and that's it so and they want to come home and i mean to me i I think 
the great thing, and I've said it uh, on this podcast before, the great thing that pellet grills have done is it's let more people into the outdoor cooking space. Absolutely. That would have never bought a Primo And it's affordable. It's not like you have to buy a Jambo and spend 10 grand, you know, so it's, it has its place. And if people want to slam it, they can go ahead and slam it. But, you know, you also have to be real that you can't represent every grill company either, you know, so you have to be loyal. And so that's what I do. I love it. Mm -hmm. Anything else people need to know about you and what's coming up beside the, the, uh, no, the new show? No, just my social media. I'm on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Leanne Whippin, and I'm constantly posting on all my travels and experiences and what's coming up. Great. Well, I really do appreciate it. I know this is a crazy time for folks like you that have so many friends here, uh-huh. uh, so many commitments, and I appreciate you taking the time, uh, sitting down, sharing your story with our audience. Really appreciate it. Appreciate you having me. It's a great day. Thanks. May the smoke be with you. Thanks for listening to the May the Smoke Be With You podcast with Joe Levitt.